What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to the podcast. We're so glad that you're here today with us. We are having so much fun doing the podcast and just getting to read all of your comments and hear your encouragement, your feedback, all of that. We've had so many great guests. Today's guest is definitely not the exception. I have been following this family for years now, actually. Um, They've just been such an encouragement to me. And as I walk with God and uh, just it's, it's, it's really, really cool. They have a beautiful family uh, and they're coming out with a new book that is a marriage devotional, which is really cool. If you yeah. followed our story for any amount of time, you know that Amanda and I do start every single day with uh, a devotional together and uh, just love that. And there's something to be said about a family that has really walked through the thick of it and come out stronger and that they're being able to be a guide for you as you try to do the same thing. So we're really excited to welcome Levi and Jenny Lesko onto the podcast today. Yes. Welcome guys. So Hello. glad you're here. Thanks for having okay. us. This is amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're glad to be here. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah. So you're in the tundra, right? Is that, isn't that kind of... <laughs> <laughs> well, right now we're in the basement. Uh, yeah, we're there these you go. conversations, but no, no, we we live in Montana. Yeah, yeah. Whitefish, Montana. Been here 15 years. Love it. So nice. beautiful there. I, I'm I'm guessing you probably get is is it Montana or Wyoming that the show? Uh, uh, what's it called? Dang it, Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Yeah, <laughs> Yellowstone is filmed in very, two hours from where we're sitting. So they filmed, wow. it's set in Bozeman. That's uh, right, the Yellowstone yeah, Valley, but it's filmed yeah. in the Bitterroot, which is okay. just uh, outside of here, Darby, Montana, I believe it is. Wow. wow, we have some friends that just moved here last year from Montana, and just said it's about the most beautiful thing in the world. For a couple of months a year. (laughs) But I think from the aerial view, when you're not having to stay warm, it's got to be... Oh, I mean, we we love it. I love all four seasons. You know, we got... It's just cold for a long time. And the Continental Divide, which is like an hour from us, uh, we got almost 12 inches of snow yesterday. Wow. Wow. So it's coming. Winter is coming, friends. I I told you on snow. (laughs) (laughs) Are you guys watching House of the Dragon? I guess they just had the season finale recently, but... You know, I have not watched that yet um, <laughs> because uh, for I we just haven't. There's no, yeah. there's no. I, but I did. I'm aware of it. I'm, yeah. There's just too many shows, you guys. It's yeah. true. Yes. It's so true. true. I'm overwhelmed by how many shows that but exist. You, yeah. You're pretty good at like, keeping up with the big ones, though. I am not. I still haven't actually watched Yellowstone. You know what <laughs> we watched last I. night <laughs> that was terrifying? <laughs> have you seen this movie Fall? It just showed up on. No, on, it's the one oh, where they like go all the way up into the satellite thing. Gosh, Ugh. my two older daughters, my three older daughters watched it with me last night. Jenny went to bed. All <laughs> of us are sitting on the couch, sweating from our <laughs> hands and feet. <laughs> it was like free solo. Oh gosh, they climb up this radio tower, two thousand feet, and then they're up there the whole movie. And oh man, gosh. it just got you adrenalized. Yeah. <laughs> So we had to watch two episodes of Bluey to come down <laughs> off, of, <laughs> off of it before yeah. we could go to sleep. That's what our kids do. Uh, we I watch something. We cleanse the palate. Yes. Right. I love it, man. Right. That is so funny. Wow. Yeah. We, that was me. And it's a little older movie, but 127 Hours. Have you seen that yes. one? Yes. Yeah. It's That's the same just movie. like one of those kind of- It's the same movie. Yeah. Free Solo is that way too. You kind of are like, by the end of Free Solo, if I didn't already know- that he's still alive. You're just wondering, is he going to be still alive? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which it was is, a 90 minute long panic attack for me. It really yeah. was. <laughs> it really, and, and I'm on an airplane while I'm watching it. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. 
intense. Well, you guys have a new marriage book coming out, a marriage devotional, 52 days, right? Isn't that right? Yeah, so it's 52 like- days to strengthen the soul of your marriage. Jenny and I have both written books by ourselves, but we we thought let's write one together and let's let's do something for couple. You know, marriage is hard, guys. Like yeah. if you're, it doesn't matter. It, you know, if you've been married a long time or a little time, if you have faith or don't, marriage is just challenging. Yeah. And we wanted to do something that would help make it easier and mm-hmm. bless people and encourage people and give some good practical ideas. And I think all of us want there to be something that binds us together. And, mm-hmm. you know, the way we believe it, you know, God can give us strength for our marriage. And so you have to ask him for it, though, you know, yeah. and he gives that guidance, that wisdom out. And so we've benefited for so many years from having devotions that we've read together and talked about and so we thought, man, let's do one that's real accessible to people. That is, you know, keep the <laughs> keep the cookies on the bottom shelf. You yeah. know, not make it real like stained glass and hard and you have to be have a halo and know the Ten Commandments by heart. <laughs> so that was our goal. Just do something that people marriage married couples could read for a whole year and and kind of have one a week and those fifty two days of reading it would allow the rest of the week to live it, you know. Yeah. So that's kind of the heartbeat behind it. Yeah. Love that's that, awesome. man. There is something to be said, you know, I think We've considered writing a, a marriage book of some sort or whatever. We're, we're coming up on twenty years of marriage this this coming year. Wow! And, but like for us, there's a little bit of something that says like, well, I feel like if we if we do this, like we gotta really have our our stuff together <laughs> as a couple. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like I look at you guys, y'all have been through what I would say uh, is maybe the hardest thing that a couple could ever go through um, in so many ways. I think every, su- such a big part of your story, um, you can, guys can talk about this if you want to, but just losing a child. And it's sort of every parent parent's nightmare and every parent's like, and, and I mean, I just remember reading about it so many years ago and being so impacted by it. And I think what happens so often with marriages and couples is that something like that can really, tear you apart you know mm-hmm. rather than pull you together and so when you guys sorry i'm like jumping straight into the deep end right no, out that's the, great out the gate. That's good. But, good. but like no appetizers for us we're <laughs> just gonna get the <laughs> steak when you <laughs> when you say like uh here's a person that i want to learn from you know that's amanda and i whenever we heard that you guys are writing a marriage devotional because we're like man that's a couple we want to learn how to how to how to be married from, you know? And I, I know you're not saying like, look at us, we have it all figured out. Uh, I know that's not your heart, but like- Lightning would hit us at any point. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. But there is something to be said about the wisdom that you guys bring having walked through that kind of darkness, that kind of depth of, you know, what that looks like for you. I, every couple's gonna have to go through some sort of something Maybe not that, maybe it's something different, but talk to us about how maybe going through that kind of suffering drew you closer together. What caused you to choose to to draw near to one another rather than to, and maybe that wasn't perfect. Maybe there were moments where you were just like not knowing what to do with that, but what did that look like for your marriage and how did that inform the creation of this book? Yeah. Well, thank you for your kind words. Um, Like Levi said, we don't have it all together, but still God just like told us, yeah, you're going to write this. And so mm-hmm. the whole process of that has just been funny and wonderful and great because we don't have a perfect marriage. And I think that that's the, that's the heart behind it also is that it's, we're not meant to have a perfect 
we're not meant to be perfect mm. and we're not meant to have a perfect marriage. Yeah. Um, that's Jesus's job. Mm. Um, but God's called us and it's actually possible to have a vibrant, beautiful, um, fun relationship in the midst of all the things that you might walk through. And I think to answer your question, I mean, we, um, it, it was a shock to us. Uh, our daughter, Lenya, she was five and five days before Christmas in 2012, um, had an asthma attack and then just suddenly, um, was not with us anymore and she went to heaven. And so it was a, it was shocking for us. Although we look back and see how God was kind of like preparing our hearts. Literally five days before that, we were watching on the news, the families grieve over their kindergartners who had been um, murdered in the Newtown. the Newtown yeah. um, shooting. So it was almost- well, Yeah, it's crazy. That day, literally, I held Lenny in my lap. She's yeah. five. And I'm watching the news footage of this. And I had the, the, the thought, it went through my head, how do you plan a funeral for a five-year-old? Mm. And then I literally remember saying, nope, I'm not going to even think about that. Because yeah. mm. how could you ever do that? Yeah. And having no idea, just days later, that would be our exact uh, cross to bear. Yeah, mm. around Christmas time. And um, I mean, my husband, Levi says that, that struggles and, and trials don't make a marriage or don't make a relationship. It just reveals what's already there. It reveals the set, the foundation. And I think that mm. God is able to do anything. I think he mm. could take a marriage on the rocks and, and turn it into something beautiful because that's what he does. Mm. But also I think it just revealed that we, I mean, we didn't have a perfect marriage then again, that's not the, that's not the goal. We didn't have, it wasn't like amazing. I mean, it was, <laughs> I'm like, well, it, wasn't that, it, wasn't, it wasn't that bad. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> there were great moments of it. You know, it didn't last super long, but it was fine. Well, at that point, <laughs> at that point, we were married like nine years yeah. or something like yeah. that. Anyways, um, but to be in a place where our our faith really, our our, our reliance upon Jesus was really what the, was the glue, and I think even just both our of our resolve to to not let this wipe us out. I mean, we at that point had people in our lives who had kids die who were divorced. We literally had seen that before. And it's very common. It is you know, common. Statistically yeah. speaking, it's one of the, the death blows. You know, the marriage vows say till death do us part. And obviously it means each other dying, mm -hmm. but ten, it tends to be when death is involved in the child, especially mm. when one parent is there only when the child dies. It, it, it does tend to be very challenging for the, the couple to survive that. But our theory, yeah. as I think Jenny's saying, is when that happens, I don't know that it's so much that trial. I think it's, it's like going in the oven. Um, if there's a hairline crack in a pot when it's made on the, on the pottery wheel, it'll explode when the heat gets applied to it. But it wasn't mm. the heat's fault. It was the fact that the pot had that crack. Right. So That's trials good. make a weak marriage weaker and a strong marriage stronger. And we, that's, I, I that's think, what I was trying to say. <laughs> well, I think when we look back on our marriage, we realized, oh, there were some things that helped us go into that trial prepared for it as best as you can be. Right. No, it was still agony. It was still hell. We still were sorrowful and grieved, and it was it was the trial of our life. We lost weight. You couldn't eat. You couldn't wear contact lenses. I mean, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. But that being said, I feel like we're stronger today. Yeah. And so what we're trying to offer up in this devotional is this wisdom. 
train for the trial you're not yet in. Mm. How can every marriage, which you just alluded to it, Stephen, you're going to suffer something. Yeah. Maybe not the, the hope, by, by God's grace, not that, but something mm. is going to be hard. Look at the world. We just suffered the most crazy couple of years. That's a, a pressure yeah. cooker. Yeah. Mm. So how do our how do our marriages get as strong as they can for whatever trial is around the river bend is the mm. question. Right. Yeah. That's, oh, that's really good. Man. That's really good. As there's something we say at our house is uh, always remember in the dark what you learned in the light. And that's yes. like, you know, yeah. we've got we've got seven kids and, you know, they're all going through their own stuff a lot, you know, and uh, obviously we are as well. And so just that reminder, like, you know, buddy, like this is the time. This is the time to get strong. This is the time to mm. eat right. This is the time to drink plenty of water. This is the time to learn. You know, this is the time because there's going to be a day when, you know, you're not going to feel like it or whatever. And that's just I feel like life one on one in so many ways that we kind of know if we're semi-mature, responsible human beings, like we try to apply that into so many different areas of our life. But with our marriages, sometimes we just sort of think, I mean, nobody's standing at the altar thinking like, man, I can't wait for that first big fight. You know, no one says, <laughs> no one says I do thinking that one day that's not going to be Right. the case anymore you know yeah because you so, think it's all going to be better and not worse all yeah. richer and not poorer all yeah. health and not sickness and i'm gonna get married is, i'm are, never gonna struggle again with this there this are wheelchairs right. and hospitals yeah. and there are funeral homes so yeah. we live in a broken world yeah so to quote the great theologian uh michael jordan <laughs> it's what's done in empty gyms that yeah. one day fills up arenas yeah. Yeah. you know so if we think of ourselves today in in, in the empty yeah. gym phase you know it's like the smoke jumpers creed do today what others won't do tomorrow. What others mm. can, you know? Yeah. 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 It's good. So good. So you guys have a pretty, I would say substantial ministry. Um, you're obviously, you have a church, uh, that you pastor and do such a great job with that. I met you at a massive conference, uh, in the Dallas area years ago. Um, and I've just seen so many things. You've got a podcast, you've got books, you've got the whole deal. What is the, what is the thing that you got, like, do you have like a, any kind of grid that you use or boundaries that you guys have in place that you just don't even, to where in the middle of all that busyness, in the middle of all that craziness, you, you can stay together through that. You stay on the same page, you stay, mm. you know what I mean? How do you keep your marriage strong? How do you keep your parenting strong when you're so that busy? Questions. Ooh, we're great questions. <laughs> I love the question. <laughs> no, I think we think we would we would point back to um well first of all it starts small like you guys. People look at you and go, "How do you guys do all you do?" Well, you started with principles that were small when you didn't have a lot. Yeah. You know, people who wait to do romantic uh gestures with their spouse till they have the money to go to Ruth's Chris are never going to have a romantic life. <laughs> it started for us at Costco. Yep. We would do our date nights literally at Costco. We couldn't even afford the hot dog <laughs> yeah. Coke combo for one fifty. Yeah. It was but salt you got samples. Those free and, samples. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on a really good night, a churro, you know. But but now you know. So yeah, now we want to for our twentieth go to Italy, or whatever. But it started twenty years ago uh, with small mean. principles, <laughs> right? That's so our I think plan for us, too. Oh, I love that. Well, let's go. Let's, we'll, we'll say hi to each other. One night we'll get together for pasta. The rest of it, we'll ignore each other. That's um, what, when is y'all's anniversary? Yeah, what's the, the day? April 16th, but this coming up year okay. is actually 19, but we're 
Well, you gearing up. You got to gearing up. Yeah, yeah. We've When's been talking about it for about a year too. We're we're trying to renew our vows for our twentieth, which is May seventeenth, coming up. So oh. we're like, maybe we can go to like Amalfi Coast. You know, sounds real nice. It's, sounds real that's nice. the See place. George Clooney. That's go to my Como and get an espresso with George Clooney. I love it. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't get to 20 years without some intentionality and some work in that area, you know? And that's I, right. I, I know I'm asking you guys probably the same question. If you got a book coming out, you've been doing interviews nonstop and everyone's asking you, how do you do it all? How do you whatever? And when people ask those questions, we kind of laugh because we like, we don't. Like we, <laughs> yeah. we're bad at it. We get it wrong a lot and we just, whenever we... We see a miss, like, you know, hopefully more t- more often than not, we come to each other and say, hey, you know what? Uh, we're not getting this right lately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing because it's, it's messy and we've never been where we're at right now. So it's like yeah. we're, fig- we're, we're navigating life. Um, and yes, we've traveled. We always travel, but like we are navigating what it looks like to prioritize our marriage and what it looks like to prioritize our family and mm-hmm. what it looks like to um, to get away and to have our Sabbath Saturdays and um, and also lead as as best we can in our church and it's it's a lot. It is really a lot, and I think there are times where when it's overwhelming, um, usually that's when. The, the most important plate to spin. I mean, it, it's like we're spinning plates, but like the most important pl- plate is the one that's just us and Jesus. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes when that one is kind of um, s- slowing down in the spinning, like I feel like everything else kind of is just, then you just feel the weight of everything because you're not yeah. just saying, okay, Jesus, you're number one and you're the center of this all. And without you, no- no- none of this even makes any sense or really matters. So mm-hmm. if I'm not, if I'm not with my eyes on Jesus saying, yes, Lord, whatever you want to do, then all of the things start feeling really heavy because then I yeah. start feeling like I have to carry it. I have to be the wife I'm supposed to be. I have to be the leader and the pastor. I have to be the mom that I'm supposed to be. And I just start feeling that. But when mm. I'm literally, Jesus said, um, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. He said, learn from me for I am gentle and lowly of heart and you will find rest for your soul. Mm-hmm. So when my, when it's just me and him, then everything else just is is more enjoyable because I'm not, I'm not trying to carry the weight of everything. Yeah. And that's when my relationship with Levi is more enjoyable and more life-giving because I'm just, I'm just wanting to enjoy getting to do and, and live the life that we're, that we get to live. Mm-hmm. But when I'm, when I'm off, it's it's hard. And it's counterintuitive, yeah. but it really is that. You know, it's like, and, and again, we're coming back to faith because that's how we see the world. Yeah. But um, mm. Jesus said, if you seek me and my kingdom, I'll add the other things to you. Yeah. But when you end up going to seek those other things, it's like the cart is before the horse and it just doesn't work right. So yeah. Yeah. it's incredible. You mentioned, Stephen, earlier on in the conversation, the phrase morning routine. Mm. But when we do that right, when we're putting those those glasses of faith on every day mm-hmm. and, and reading promises from God's word and centering ourselves, breathing and trusting the Holy spirit and those yeah. quiet moments, the rest of the day you have, you have so much more in your tank to mm-hmm. deal with the little fires and the yeah. drama and the, right. you know, whatever. Then if it's almost like you're, I wouldn't go see you and hang out without brushing my teeth and doing my hair. So it's like doing the same thing for the inside me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So good. That's so true. I mean, I feel like that is 
the key and so often it's so easy to forget it and you keep thinking like why do i forget that this is just the most foundational thing (laughs) for us it's so easy to get swept up in all the busyness and think like oh i'm just going to take care of these things i can handle this and then everything starts falling apart and you feel that (laughs) pressure and it's like wait a minute why why am i forgetting so easily like (laughs) obviously it it all falls apart and it all feels heavy when we don't have our eyes fixed on the lord and so i feel like just i feel like that is also a reminder for us on parenting like Yes. That kind of constant correction and hopefully gentle correction towards your children. It's like that we are so the same way with God. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so true. I think um, one of the things that's been so interesting for our marriage is all the parallels that I have with us and God and our relationship with God and that sort of like the centering nature of it whenever you are loving God for God, right? Not not because he can give you something, not because you're getting paid to love him because it's your job, not because of all these other things that are sort of peripheral blessings that naturally come from a from a relationship with a very generous, wonderful, kind, you know, compassionate patient father, right? And it's the same with like our marriage. I, I feel like in so many ways like when I love you for you, um, that has a way of nourishing me, but also it, it shifts my perspective about why I'm doing the things that I'm doing. I'm not mm. like, I'm not investing time with you so that I can get something later. You know what I mean? Like I'm, <laughs> I'm like investing time with you because you're great. And whenever mm. I get to see that, that also in so many ways brings out the best you, whether that's right. my perspective or that's you receiving that kind of affection the way oh, that you yeah. tend to want to receive it. Not because I'm like, well, I better go do this thing or else man is going to be mad at me, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. Like mm. when we consider how, like why we nourish our relationships that matter to us, usually it's not because we have to, you know? Right. And so sometimes pure Hardcore discipline is the way to go about it. But I don't think, I think that's a place you want to visit, not a place you want to live. You know what I mean? What does it look like for you guys to, to nourish that kind of like friendship even? And, um, how can you, how would you encourage somebody who may be in that sort of doldrums phase of their marriage where that's just sort of a dry season to like, remember their first love if that's how you want to say it you know good yeah well i think when when someone learns to play the piano they have to learn the scales and learn to play within a framework before they can improvise Mm. you you don't three years in start playing you know jazz songs like by john coltrane and riffing and going off the radar and doing breaking rules like you got to know the rules to break them yeah so i think the baseline is you do it because it's right. You do it because it's it's truth. You do it because um, servanthood is in our best nature. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in work, in any regard, it, the greatness is tapped into servanthood. Mm-hmm. Serve at work. Serve to, to bring your, your, your best creativity to the marketplace, whatever industry you're in. So in marriage, it's the same thing. So you're, you're showing up at work in your marriage to serve. And that's like the scales. You know, and, and then I think as you, as you master that, you know, like you said, seeking your wife, like loving her, preferring her, 
being curious about who she is, wanting to know or wanting to coax out that friendship, that naked and unashamed vulnerability that really is the key to warmth and comfort and home and safety. Mm -hmm. And, and this person knows me warts and all, but loves me and doesn't naively think I can complete her, but knows I'm on my own journey, but, but loves me, wants to do life with me and mm. is covenanted, covenanted together. And we're raising kids and serving and it's, it, the, the level of trust, it's like a bank. You get this compound interest. And now it's like, gosh, two decades in, there's such a wealth in this bank. I wouldn't trade it for all the, you know, anything you could offer me. Yeah. And one night stand, are you, please, are you kidding me? What we know and how we know each other. And right. uh, it's, uh, yeah, there's such a comfort there. But then I think when you, to build that, you have to build it with scales. Mm. And then you can play John Coltrane. Yeah. You know, right. you, yeah. you you don't do that right away. Yeah. So I say, you know, like someone said, I don't, I don't love my wife. Well, love's not a, a feeling. It's a choice. It's a yeah. verb. Yeah. So lover, choose to do those scales. Yeah. Die to yourself. Pick up your cross. Like pick up the towel. Like say you're sorry. Those the decades and in years of repeated mm. scales, so to speak, love and respect, serve when I don't feel like it. It, then eventually uh, feelings come as a gift on the back end. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're able to really, you know, improvisational trumpet playing, right? So yeah. to speak. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's just kind of my, my, my kind of take on it. I love oh, that because I think it's really, it's really the simple little things that mm. over time, like you're saying, it compounds and it's, it's the simple things. And like you've said before, like the simple things are, easy to do but they're also easy not to do so it's like in a moment choosing to serve or choosing to um, find fault choosing to see the good choosing to see the negative like it's in those little moments where those little decisions actually make a big difference over time and the more you just practice those little things the more the more you see the the fruit from those little things and I think it does take a lot of work but then I feel like Levi and I, we've seen such um, such fruit even in this past year, like things that God has just um, brought out of our marriage, out of our relationship, just a, a deeper love, a deeper friendship. And it's taken a lot of work, but it's so beautiful. And I think the more that we can just keep showing up and if you don't feel it, just serve anyway, keep keep loving, keep giving. And, and I think that there's power in those little things and little things go such a long way. Yeah. That's so good. What do you say to the, because there's always, there's always both sides uh, who listen to podcasts, watch podcasts, and someone's probably watching this thinking like, yeah, the little things add up and I've got 17 years of my spouse choosing the little thing, the wrong direction. And so you talk about interests in a good way. You can also talk about interest, you know, that can be pretty crushing if you let that build for so long and the account has been overdrawn for over a decade. And what do you say to the the spouse who may be in that position where they're feeling kind of hopeless? Like, is this ever going to get better? Like, how can, he'll never change. You know, she's never going to understand me. Like, you know, those things that we all kind of sometimes might be tempted to believe what do yeah. you what do you say to the person who's maybe feeling those those things or having those questions or those doubts or fears or whatever that might look like? Yeah, well, first of all, I'd say to that person that um, I'm I'm sorry for where you're at right now because that feels so heavy and it's so hard and to be in a place where you feel like you might be giving and it's not being reciprocated, like 
that's hard. And so I just I just want to acknowledge that because that's not an easy thing to be in and to go through. Um, I do believe that God has given us individually um, a strength in our our own tone and attitude and um there's some, there's power in changing your own and it truly I mean we can't change anybody we can't we can't change our spouse we can't change our kids we can't change our mom we can't change our dad like we can't change anybody the only one we can actually change is ourselves and so if we realize the responsibility of ourselves to to start having an attitude of hope, an attitude of kindness, an attitude of, of, of love, things can actually deeply change in a marriage if one spouse actually is saying, I'm actually going to choose to love, choose to give, choose to serve. I do think that there is something, um, there's a difference in if, if someone's being abused and hurt, like that's something that you should not endure and that you should mm-hmm. Bring counseling and bring the police, whatever. Um, However, if it's just a a thing of things have gotten dull and you don't feel the love, you can actually cultivate that and look for the. the, Sometimes it's like, okay, I don't know if I can see anything positive. Like if (laughs) if we're saying here, okay, look for the good. Okay, maybe the spouse is saying I don't see anything good, but there is something. There is there has to be an, an inch of something that could be good, and if you focus on that. And um, and focus on bringing the kindness, bringing a kind tone, bringing a responsiveness of love. There could actually be a strength and a and a mm-hmm. joy, um, and that actually over a period of time could change your marriage. Yeah, and you know so. if you if you do, I'm talking to that person now. If you and everything Jenny said is gold, but if you do walk away and start over, you're starting over. You're having to start from square one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's to say you don't see yourself starting over from square one now? in the marriage you're in mm. and then how incredible could it be 10 years from now of starting over to look back and go man the beginning there was this and and yeah. now this was when you know whatever changed happened and we started those incremental moments and and that you know, insane beauty that will come from the satisfaction of knowing we fought for it yeah. and this was yeah. the beginning but it didn't determine the ending and the miraculous happened and yeah. mm. i just we i'm only saying that cuz we've seen it happen so mm-hmm. many times yeah. Yeah. the amount of people said oh, i thought it was over i was ready to walk away i was ready to file papers or i already began that process mm. and i just thought let me just you know begin here check my attitude see what happens and and mm. i just know it can a dead thing can bloom yeah. And dry yeah. places can, I mean, the whole Bible's full of that. The desert will full be full of roses. Yeah. And it's like, man, that can happen. It's so good. It's incredible. That's so good. I think Stephen and I are huge proponents of um, counseling and therapy and that kind of thing. I think a lot of times it can kind of be a stigma to it and people sure. can be kind of afraid to go. Um, but that is something that we have found over the years, starting back in 2000 and um, well, 2000, really 2012, 2012 when we yeah. started. Yeah. I had a couple of miscarriages. We had multiple really devastating things in our lives that we um, ended up going to marriage counseling for the first time. I think we were both kind of scared because we, we just didn't know what to expect. Yeah. And um, that was so, there was so much healing there. And like you were saying, there's so much that God can do even in those broken places to bring life back, to bring healing, to bring restoration. And, um, yeah, that's just something that we've seen so much. And and one of the things that we did learn in counseling 
over the years is they were saying, make a list of all of these things that you admire and love about your partner. It really does stir you up to like remembering why you fell in love with this person in the first place. Yeah. And you have to do that more often than you do the negative. You know, researchers say that negative stuff is like Velcro and positive stuff's like Teflon. I'm sorry. Yeah, Teflon. So positive things don't stick to you. So they're easier to forget. They slide off. Negative stuff sticks with you. So you have to work harder at the positive than the negative. That's so true. We we were kind of going through a little bit of a, a little season for a little while. And I started keeping a journey, a journal of all the things that I love most about you. And then also all of my favorite memories with you. Mm. And as those memories would happen, I, whether I would remember them or experience them in real time, I'm writing them down. And so then I can go back. It's like any journal. You go back and you read it and you're like, oh, you know. Yeah. If we ever have a fight or something, I'm like, I'm going back to the journal. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's good. Well, and you know, we love those shows on TV, like Extreme you know, Makeover House Edition or yeah. The Biggest Loser and The Transformation of a car or of a house is so beautiful. I mean, yeah, you can go out buy a new car, but to watch something that's like, man, but yeah. this I fought for, I've yeah. worked on mm. it. Now to see it, like you'll just have such pride in it when yeah. you when yeah. you actually have put some sweat equity into it. Yeah. Absolutely. 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 So good. Guys, uh, if you have not already gotten their book on pre-order, it's it just released this week and you're going to want to make sure that you get their marriage devotional. What's it called? Where can they find it? Is it going to be? The marriage. Let me see. Yeah, show us. I don't have a physical copy of it here okay, right now so to this show. This is so it. This is the marriage devotional. We'll send one your way, guys. By the way, Love it. Um, fifty-two days to strengthen the soul of your marriage. It's cool. It's da- it's not daunting. You have spaces to write love notes to each other oh. in it. And so if you're sharing a copy back and forth, you can use half the page and write something to each other. And that. we just want it to be a blessing to people. So we're excited about it. That's I love awesome. It. And then how can they find you guys on social media? All the good stuff. Well, you're never going to find Jenny on social media. <laughs> I see Jenny on your social media all the time. Yeah, she. I make her. I film her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, Celesco's our podcast. Uh, both of our names on social media. Yeah, I love it. You can find us at uh, our favorite Mexican restaurant most evenings uh, during the week. <laughs> That's amazing. So there's okay. So I was busting on Montana earlier. I will say Amanda can vouch for this. Like it's a dream, like to go there. I, I have a whole. Um, it's called the the Montana uh, Treehouse that's in Whitefish. That's like, it just looks amazing. I've, I've got it like saved in my- On your Airbnb. Airbnb. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to happen. I was going to go this past summer um, and then ended up, we had a bunch of stuff happen that we weren't able to make it work. But I'm going to I'm gonna go. It's on the list. <laughs> it's on the list. Like Montana is a bucket list place. I want to yeah. go to all the- Yellowstone National Park and Glacier National Park and uh, just, I mean, that's our thing. So maybe we'll maybe we'll get to swing into fresh life. Come out, come hang out. We'll get some Mexican food together. Yes, that's what. So that's where I was going with that. Is there good Mexican food in Montana? There has to be. It's your favorite place. There very much is. Wow. The world has sort of descended upon Montana for a long time. My grievance was, it was like. The Mexican restaurant we had was like the hot sauce was ketchup, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But then during the pandemic, uh, a restaurant tour from San Diego came and opened a very uh, great West Coast infused fish tacos and oh, you know yeah. insane fried avocado tacos. Oh, I'm sold. So good. Sold. It, they're they're vegan, insane. And then there's a place called Oro y Plata that has a short rib taco that will change your life. Okay, so, oh so let's book a flight and go. All right. 
to, we're just thinking about where what we should do for Christmas this year. Well, and I will say, <laughs> you guys have a lot of kids, so you guys have seven kids. Yeah. Uh, we we are every um, every summer we put on a youth conference. This was the first year last summer. It's uh, an a rodeo arena. Uh, yeah, we is. we bring in bands and artists. We had this last year. Uh, who did we have at it? Tim Tebow and okay. Carrie nice. Job and David Crowder. This next year with Torin Wells and Louis Giglio. Right and, on. And anyhow. We, there's worship in the rodeo ranch, so parents and teenagers can camp. We have 30 acres of camping facility. And then we do worship in the morning and night outside, but then during the days, families can go off and whitewater raft and, you know, whatever you can amazing. say, it's a tree house while your kids are camping. That you know? sounds on, amazing. Man. I'll probably, yeah, so I'm probably going to do that. Yeah. yeah. That's movementconferencemvmnt2023.com, and uh, families listening could grab a spot. And then the cool thing is – um. It's August 3rd through the 6th. So get your uh, okay. Airbnb that's reserved. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. I <laughs> think we'll definitely it. be there. That's amazing. That sounds a lot of fun. It's so oh, great yeah. to talk to you guys. Oh, uh, 19, 17, 16, 16, 14, 9, and 7. Yeah. So we've got a whole youth group in our. Every right. time we go to a restaurant, people are like, "Are you guys a youth group?" And we're yeah. like, uh, yeah. "Basically, I mean, <laughs> that so. is incredible." Yeah. Well, we're gonna be we'll doing a parenting see. thing at some point on our Hits hey, Los Goes podcast. We'll have to have you guys on and we'll talk love about that. that. Oh, that'd be, That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Very cool. Well, guys, thank you so much for being on the podcast today, yeah, and thanks, uh, we're guys. so excited to read through the devotional together and. Mm -hmm. uh, just keep following what you guys are doing. So beautiful people, thank you so much for watching today. We know uh, your time is really valuable. And I'm no, I'm fairly certain you watch this on one and a half speed at a minimum, if not double speed. <laughs> Maybe if you're on Spotify, this is the joke around this our is house. This the joke. Is that. He speeds it up and I'm like, that's I'm a crazy. double timer yeah. at a minimum usually. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, anyway, and most people said, you know, that's me too. So I feel... Vindicated. Validated, validated, yeah. Yes, you do. Validated. Mm -hmm. But uh, no matter what speed you listen to it on, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, here on YouTube, wherever you watch your podcasts or listen to podcasts. We'd love for you to do that. Also, leave us a review because it just helps us to continue to do what we do, which is a lot of fun. And hopefully you guys are enjoying it as well. We can't wait to see you back here next Friday. Have a great week. Bye, guys. Bye.